You might be sitting here right now thinking you're the most ordinary person in the world, but do you know that might not be the case? Maybe you haven't found your thing yet, but when you do, you'll be amazed. I'm about to tell you how I discovered my amazing gift and what happened next. But before I continue, I'd love it if you could hit that like button and subscribe to this cool channel. Don't forget to hit that notification bell too. Thanks! My parents realized that I wasn't ordinary by the time I was two years old. It happened when my mom left me and my twin brother, Herman, at my older brother's music school because she had a quick errand. The music teacher was okay with it because he was cool like that. My older brother, George, was about six years old when he was playing hot cross buns over and over again. Then he got frustrated and left the room. I got up, went to the piano chair, and started playing one of Chopin's waltzes. I continued playing until my mom got back. She stood there with the music teacher. Both of their jaws dropped. My mom asked the music teacher, You taught her to play that? No, I thought you did. I left the room for a while, and when I got back, she was just there, playing like a pro. She might be a prodigy. Well, she definitely is. I'd advise you to get some more instruments and see what she'll do with them. I stopped playing and stuck my tongue out at them. Well, obviously, I don't remember any of this. That's the story my mom gave me. A few years later, I had my own piano and I played like a master who had many years of experience. I also played the flute, violin, and marimba for fun. I could pretty much pick up any instrument and master it immediately with very little practice. I started performing at little shows and then big concerts. I became known as the cute, tiny prodigy. Meanwhile, it seemed that my twin brother was just an ordinary child. One night, I overheard my parents speaking about it and they sounded concerned. Do you think something like that happened in the womb? Maybe Eliani has the intelligence of two people. My dad said, But that would mean that Herman has none. And he does. Eliani is just so gifted that it makes him seem dumb, but he isn't. He's just ordinary. I looked behind me and Herman had been standing there the whole time. He started crying. They like you more than me, he said. No, it's not that. Anyway, who cares what they think? I think you're the perfect brother. Please don't be sad. He smiled a bit, then we went to play a game. Although we were different, we were still best friends and mostly inseparable. Our favorite place was a little treehouse in the garden that my dad had built for us. We'd go there whenever we had some free time. We filled it with toys, cushions, and one time, we even stole a puppy and hid him there for a while. Well, one afternoon, we decided we would play tug-of-war in there. We got a huge rope and went to the opposite ends of the treehouse. We pulled and pulled, then suddenly, my brother lost his grip. I had been standing right by the door, which was open. When he dropped the rope, I fell out of the treehouse under the grass below. Ah! I screamed. Eliani, no, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? No, I think my leg is broken. Herman ran to call our parents, who immediately called the ambulance. It was my first time riding in one, and although I was in extreme pain, I was excited. I had to spend a few days in the hospital, and it sucked. Have you ever tasted hospital food? It's the absolute worst. Anyway, while I was healing, I became extremely bored because, well, hospitals are boring. My mom brought me my flute, and I would sit in bed practicing. The other patients seemed to enjoy my mini concerts, and those who could walk would come over to listen to me sometimes. One day, a well-dressed man, who didn't look sick at all, stood by my door as I played the Ebert Concerto. When I was finished, he smiled and clapped and clapped. Wow, that's wonderful. You're an amazing child. He said, thank you. I replied and smiled shyly. 
He left the room and the nurse who had been in the room at the time looked at me with a shocked expression on her face. Do you know who that was? She asked. Just some man in a suit. That's Peter Nudell. He's a billionaire. What's a billionaire doing in a hospital like this? <laughs> Silly child. His wife broke her arm and this was the closest one they could get to. I fell asleep soon after that conversation and forgot all about it. Until the next day, when Peter visited with his wife. I brought my wife to listen to this talented prodigy. She didn't believe me when I told her all about you. He said, beaming. Um, okay. I smiled and continued playing my song. She sat next to me and looked at me like I was some kind of alien. When I was done playing, she put her hand on my shoulder. You really are amazing, Eliane. By the way, my name is Anne. It's a pleasure to meet you. Hi, Anne. I said and I put my hand on her cast. Suddenly, her eyes opened wide like they were about to pop out. My arm! It doesn't hurt anymore! Nurse, can you take this cast off? Uh, I don't think that's the best idea. Take it off! The nurse followed her orders and Anne began to move her arm around. She smiled and looked at me. Honey, I don't think you're just a prodigy. I think you have gifted hands. They have healing powers. Darling, I think you're getting a bit carried away. Well, why don't you see if it works on somebody else? You always doubt everything I say, Peter. I thought Anne was a bit crazy for real, but out of curiosity, I touched my own broken leg for a while, then removed my hands. I wiggled my toes and tried to move my leg. It moved. When my cast was taken off, I could walk like normal, and I had no pain. Wow, you're right, Anne. I told you, Peter. At that moment, my parents walked in. They spoke to me for a while and then looked at Peter and Anne like they were curious about why they were still standing there. Listen, your daughter's hands are gifted. She has an extraordinary ability. Peter said to my dad. Uh, thanks? I have a proposal. What? We want to buy her hands. You want to buy my daughter's hands. Are you even listening to yourself right now? How does one billion dollars sound? My parents stared at each other for a while. Well, how would this arrangement work? My mom asked. She would need to live with us for a while. We want to give her a chance to cultivate her gift. She'd still be your daughter, though. You want to take her away from us? It's a billion dollars, though. We could stop working. We'd have enough money to send the kids to college. They'd be set up for life. Now future generations will be comfortable. My dad said. How long will she have to live away from us? My mom asked Peter. Maybe a year or two. He replied. We're going to let Eliane make this decision. Sweetheart, what do you want to do? My mom asked me. I won't have to go to school anymore, and I'd be able to have anything I want? That's right. Will I get to see my brother whenever I want? Of course. Okay, well, then we can sell my hands. And that was how I sold my hands for $1 billion. By the next week, I said goodbye to my brothers and parents and went to live in the billionaire's mansion. They didn't have any children, and they let me have a whole floor of their house to myself. I had everything a girl could wish for, and I was able to visit my parents at any time, so I felt fine. Now, you have to know how billionaires think to understand what I went through in that house. The first week was perfect. I had servants, and I got anything I asked for. At the end of that week, Peter said that they were expecting guests and that he would like me to meet them. When the guests came over, I noticed that they all looked very sick. Two had broken arms and one had a broken leg. So, Eliani, we'd like to see if your hands can heal internal illnesses as well as external ones. Put your hands on the people who just look sick, but you can't see what's broken. Peter said. I walked up to a little old man and put my hands on him. After a few seconds, his eyes lit up. 
I feel better. I honestly do feel better. He said, After that, all the sick people lined up and I put my hands on them. They were all healed. After that day, Peter kept bringing people to the house for me to touch. I was getting tired of it and I was starting to miss school and just being a normal kid in a normal home. After another week of this, I expressed my feelings to Peter and Anne. I don't enjoy this and I want to go home. I'm tired of touching sick people. Well, that's not the arrangement we made. You have to stay here for two more years or we will take all our money back from your parents. Peter said, I don't care. I'm sick of this. That's not really our problem. Besides, your parents signed a contract, so legally, you have to stay. Anne said. I got up and walked away. Later that night, I decided to walk to their room to try and talk to them some more. That was when I overheard Peter talking on the phone. Yes, our special healing service starts at $100,000. This must be paid before we can book your appointment. Oh, so that's what they're doing? I'm just a money-making thing? I thought. I banged on the door and walked in. I want to go home now. If you don't drive me there right now, I will run away. I screamed. No, you won't. He said, and he picked me up. Hey, let me go. He carried me all the way downstairs into a basement. He put me in a chair, walked out of the room, and locked the door. I screamed and shouted all night, but they refused to let me out. The next day, there were at least 100 people at the house. Peter led them downstairs and told me I had to heal them. At this point, I was too afraid to scream or fight back. So, I did what I was told. This went on for a while, and I was miserable. I couldn't understand why my parents hadn't checked on me at all. I would tell them everything I was going through, and they would take me home. Every day, I wished they would come, but I never saw them. Then one day after I healed about 20 people, there was a boy my age standing in front of me. He whispered, It's me, Herman. I'm wearing a disguise. Just follow my lead. He whispered, I was too shocked to say anything back. Excuse me, Peter. I need some fresh air. Can we go outside? He asked Peter loudly. Sure. Peter smiled. We walked up the stairs and into the garden. I couldn't believe how easy that was. How did you know I was in trouble? I had a bad dream and I saw you in the basement all alone and miserable. I told mom and dad, but they wouldn't believe me. Have you dreamt other things before that were true? All the time. How come you never told anyone? I don't know. I thought it was a normal thing. It didn't really make me feel special. Hey, look, Peter is coming, and I think he knows we're up to something. Run! We held hands and pelted as quickly as we could. Peter was rich, but he wasn't fat, and he couldn't keep up with us. It took a while before we got home, and when we did, we collapsed in the middle of the living room. Wow, what's wrong with you kids? Herman, why do you look like someone else's son? My dad asked. We told him the whole story, and he looked alarmed, then afraid. I'm so sorry I put you through this, my dear. Luckily, we're now billionaires. We can change our identities and run far away so that Peter will never find us. Suddenly, there was a knock on the door. My dad motioned for us to go upstairs to hide. Then he opened the door. It was Peter. Your daughter, where is she? What do you mean? I thought she was with you. She ran away with a boy earlier. I thought she came here. You lost my daughter? What? No! My dad screamed at him until he left. Then he came upstairs to get us. We packed our bags that same night and disappeared without a trace. Now my twin brother and I are very quiet about our special abilities. Not many people know what we can do and it's safer that way. Maybe one day we will make a major difference in the world. But for now, we're just trying to be kids.